Hello. Hello and welcome. I'm back. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast, coming to you only through your ear hole, not any other hole, which is great for people. Believe me, ranchers, nine out of ten of them say this is the best trucking podcast on the internet, and I appreciate it. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's an orange tabby, and she's actually awake and was recently biting me. That's pretty good. I am Mark, your host. Uh, you may see me over on YouTube. That might be where you know me from. And so we're also over here doing a podcast. And that is a lot of fun. So welcome everybody here. We're going to do some trucking news. We're going to do some automotive news. And at the end, we're going to do another reason we're not on Mars. Do you know why we're not on Mars? <laughs> because there's a bunch of idiots living on this planet. That's why <laughs> we do not live on the red planet. So uh, we'll get to that shortly. Now, uh, we're in 35 countries with this podcast still, which, believe me, I find pretty amazing, to be honest with you. It's amazing that you can do a podcast and it just goes around the world. It goes to show if you'll put your message out there, people are waiting to hear it. But since we're still in 35, we're going to go with a small metropolitan area, which is listed on there, and it's Cheyenne, Wyoming today. There's been one download in Cheyenne. So there's some dude there going... Yeah, what the heck is this trucking answers? Let's check it out. And he's like, this guy's a horrible jerk. I'm only never going to download again. So that's probably what happened there. <laughs> One download, I'll take it. Thank you, Cheyenne. Uh, why don't you write to me and say hello? So I would really appreciate it. I had a story on the uh, radio the other day about cab drivers. And I thought, you know what? This relates to truck drivers. How, you might ask, Mark? Well, I'm going to tell you. There was a story about some New York City cab drivers and their medallions. For those of you that don't know what a medallion is, a medallion was used in large cities and you actually bought, and it was a metal tag that you had to attach to your cab, and that allowed you to pick up fares in the city legally. People without medallions are called gypsy cabs, but uh, which there are a lot of those. But medallions, um, you know, in the early 2000s became very expensive because Really, once you had a medallion, it was really a way to write your own paycheck. You made tons of money because the rates are regulated by the city. They limit the number through an illegal, in my opinion, monopoly. And, um, you know, it was just a, a way to make a lot of money. And so these became very expensive, $250,000 at one point. So what happened is people would take out large loans for them. And now, it turns out, the medallions are worth virtually nothing because of these little places called uber lyft and uh, you know some others that are in local markets so cab drivers they talked to a couple of cab drivers and this is where this gets back to trucking um some of the cab drivers are still paying these medallions off one guy said he gives his whole social security to pay off the uh, medallion every month he makes the payment and then has to also work as a driver to help make the payment on this medallion another guy sold his house and lives in his cab and he has to make his medallion payment that way now what i suggested these people do which would be the same for any business is to give the medallion back to the bank and go bankrupt and that's the thing a business has to pay its own way. So when that business doesn't pay its own way, it 
it's over. I mean, we have to either figure out a way, and there's really no way to recoup your taxi business. It's done. It's technology has taken over from it, and because cab companies stayed in the background for many years, they resisted, you know, using an app and being better with customers. They just resisted it because they had a monopoly, and this is what has come home to roost now. And that that business, since it's not making money, goes back. And that would be the same if you're lease purchasing a truck. Because I do get these letters, even with the rates. Some people in a lease purchase are stuck at a rate where they don't get a percentage. They're at a dollar forty, dollar fifty, that kind of thing. And they're stuck at a seven and a half mile per gallon, you know, um, fuel surcharge. Now, and people would say, well, Mark, they should read the fine print. I understand that. I get it. But regardless of that, that's the deal they're in. And so if the truck is not making money for you, the business, give them the truck. You see, people always think, oh, well, you know, well, that's not fair to the bank. Well, here's the deal. Here's the dealio. When the bank makes a business loan like a medallion, there's no question about what that's for. This isn't for somebody to go buy jewelry or buy a house, a personal item. A business loan like a cab medallion is for a business to run that business. The bank, the bank, never forget the bank, is taking a risk. You take a risk also. You sign for it and say, I'll chance it. I'll take a risk in my life to go better myself. But the bank also takes a risk that you will make money. And when that situation changes, it changes. And it's the same Whoever is getting the payments on a lease purchase truck, if you aren't making money, don't be stuck by what society thinks that you, oh, you have to make your payments or the bank is going to be mad at you. Who gives a flippin' care? Sorry for that, for that uh, salty language there. So what? The bank's going to be mad at you. Who cares? Let them be mad at you. Let them send you letters i if that was these cab drivers and this would be the same leasing a truck i'd call up the old bank rooney and say hey sorry this medallion thing ain't working out i it's not worth anything or this lease truck at this rate not happening okay i need percentage or we're done try to renegotiate your contract which they may or may not do either way that's what I would do. I'd say, look, this medallion isn't worth anything. And so they'll say, oh, well, we're going to try and get the money. Tell them, look, I'm going to go bankrupt if you don't uh, if you do not do something. You can have it back. I'll go bankrupt. Same with the truck. You know, they can flop around and scream or whatever, but a business has to provide its own income. There's no point. There's no point in running a business at a loss. You can stay home and at least be even. All right. If you are running a business and making less money than the business cost to run, well, you might as well just quit and stay home. You're money ahead. I see people doing all kinds of businesses like this, and that's never a good idea. The business needs to support itself. Medallion or truck. And let me tell you, bankruptcy, not the worst thing. Not great, but uh, you can come back from it. The people that want you to think it's terrible are banks okay because they don't want you to have that even that idea in your head always have that idea in your head you know if you Schwarzenegger right that's one of his seven uh secrets of success right if you are not ready to fail you are not ready to succeed always always be ready to fail never be afraid of it people that don't 
that won't fail, you know, that are afraid to fail, they'll never succeed. They'll never take a risk. They'll never do anything. You got to chance it. You got to get out there and chance it. And so if something doesn't work out, you move on to the next thing until something works out. But do not, do not stay in a situation like these cab drivers. I'm not going to live in a car to pay for a medallion that isn't worth anything. Tell them to repossess it. Same with the truck. If you're in a situation, there are companies still paying a dollar ten. I'm seeing these ads. A dollar ten to an owner. Okay, there is no way you are making money today at a dollar ten. That company that is doing that, they have to be rolling in dough. So they're grabbing loads for three fifty and paying you a buck ten. Oh my god, I wish I could do that all day. That'd be super sweet. And you're barely scratching by. No way. No way. Don't tolerate that out of anything, out of any industry. And if there's something you want to do, go for it. You might fail. Yeah, absolutely. So what? So what? What's life? What's the point of life without trying something? Without trying something. I hope these cab drivers listen. I don't know if they do. Probably not. Mm, we'll see. If they do, give those things back. That would be what I would do with it. Oh my gosh. And move on with your life. Go drive for Uber. Ironically, <laughs> the one guy they said does. In his free time from his cab, he drives for Uber, which is somewhat... Somewhat ironic, use the money from Uber to pay a cab medallion that isn't worth anything. That's not a great business plan to uh, to be part of. Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, Republican of Tennessee, has proposed a bill that would exempt truck drivers from getting a vaccine mandate and it would exempt, uh, well, not exempt really, would prevent employers from taking any action against drivers who refuse to uh, get a vaccine. And this applies actually to all essential workers, but uh, most other essential workers don't listen to this podcast, except that one guy in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So that would apply to drivers. Now, here's the thing about this bill, all right? As we know from Saturday mornings, this bill has to get approved here and the House and then go to President Biden. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. If it makes it that far, do you think the president is going to sign it? No. So he vetoes it, and then what happens? He goes, hey, I vetoed a bill, everybody, and everybody claps. Uh, he goes, ha I'm the president. And, okay, enough politics. Uh, anyway, so seriously, he'll veto this bill, right? And there's no way you can override this bill. So even though it's getting co-sponsors in that and, you know, it may pass somewhere, it is not going to, it's just not going to happen. Uh, it just isn't because it's just not going to be able to be passed. So I think it's great that she's doing it. I did a video about it if you want to go watch that over on the YouTubes. But I don't think that it will actually make it to become a law. I just don't think it's going to make it through this uh, session. You know Robert Beasterfield, does that name uh, ring a bell to you? Anybody? Maybe some of you because he's the CEO of C.H. Robinson. So uh, some of you may deal uh, with his company, probably not with him. You know what he said? He goes, you know what? We need so many truck drivers. We ought to have immigrants come and do it. And uh, what Trucking Answers uh, official policy is that if you want to come to the United States legally and work, you are welcome to do so. If you're here illegally, uh, you know, our policy is you go back immediately to wherever you came from. Uh, just as simple as that. Uh, also, um, what is he saying? What is he trying to say? You know, the thing is, companies don't want to pay 
enough money to get people or do the things that drivers really want, which is not, uh, you know, the number one thing is not pay, which we'll see here in a few minutes. But uh, what he really is saying is, hey, you know what? I'm sick of having to give people these high rates. I'd like to keep more of this money. And he knows what everybody else knows is that when people come in from another country, a lot of times, especially these large carriers, which I've talked about, right, they're willing to work for less money because it's all relative to how much were people were making initially. I've talked to drivers about that. I'm like, dude, you're making, you know, a $900 a week or whatever. Yeah, but, and the people have said this, but you know what, Mark, I was making 600 a week at mother job. Look at the raise I got. That's the thing. Pay is all relative to what you were making. And what, uh, what he's really saying is, hey, you know what? We can get people to do this money for less, so you better just shut the heck up and do what you're told. That's what I think he's saying about that. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of people who want to work and are here legally and have the legal ability to do so. Other than that, no. So, speaking of money, Werner, Werner has enterprises. Did you know that? Uh, just like spaceships. Werner Enterprises, even though they said, oh, we can't get drivers and it's a big problem, third quarter numbers are out, record earnings, record. They've never made more money than they did. And this is earnings, income earnings. This is after all their expenses. They said this is the most money we've ever made. Basically, there's piles of it all over the place in Nebraska and they don't know what to do with themselves. So another place, just uh, keep that in mind. If they sit, if they sit you somewhere or whatever, you know, a lot of these places will do that where there's a lot of time and they're like, well, you know, the load doesn't pay. Don't even, I tell them you want to hear about it. Talk to the hand. All right. That's what the kids say now, right? They go talk to the hand. I've heard people saying that. So that's what I would tell them. Martin transportation is in the news. They had a cyber attack. And I know because an astute viewer um, kept me informed about this. Uh, by email. I appreciate that. Uh, not that long ago. They said a lot of their employee information may have been exposed. And that's one thing you don't want to be is exposed. It's only 51 degrees today. What they're going to do is give everybody apparently uh, credit monitoring for two years, that kind of thing, uh, just out of an abundance of caution. So because people's information might have been exposed, I don't know, to the dark web. Is there a web that's dark? I'm in dark mode here. It's kind of like the same thing, but they had some information that might have been exposed. In January 2020, there was an accident in the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I'm sure you heard about it. It was a huge accident. We talked about it. I think I did a video about it, as a matter of fact. Well, here's a driver. This driver of the FedEx truck in the accident probably wishes they did not have a driver-facing camera. <laughs> All right? Because... They're, of course, being sued naturally, which we knew would happen. Natch. <laughs> look, at all, look at me being all hip. He, according to the attorney that is suing them, says that that driver was wearing noise-canceling headphones over both ears. Now, that is a violation. You cannot cover both of your ears up. Okay, and... The attorney is saying, well, look, he would have heard something or whatever. I don't know exactly what he might be, um, you know, in and uh, implying out of that but um here's the thing was he or was he not that attorney says look we have the video from the truck that says yes now fedex for what they're saying they say no oh <laughs> this is these are false allegations and we will fight them to the end of the earth well 
this is not something that would be up for debate if there's a video. Now, they didn't show the video in the article or anything. But I will tell you, if there is a video, there's no debate about it. Here's the video. Did he have them on? It's simple as that. They are illegal. Keep that in mind. You can only cover one ear. So I know some people do like the double ear things. Please do not wear them. They're not allowed anyways. Just get a single ear once you look like you work at the drive-thru. Those are better. That's what I have. A 350. Of course, wear a blue parrot naturally because there's no other brand out there. But whatever you get, don't cover both ears. I don't know where this will go in the lawsuit or how it affects anything, to be honest with you. But, but, that's what the attorney says. Now, without that camera, there would only be speculation. They could, of course, prove that he's on the phone because they'll get your phone records. That they'll get subpoena your records. But what, uh, what else you're doing, I don't know. So I'll tell you, the camera can uh, save you, as companies say, although I never see those videos where it saves. Or the camera can sink you. Okay, so, uh, you know, forward-facing only is the plan here. Uh, Driver-facing, nobody likes them, they stink, and uh, no way. <laughs> right, so... And uh, th ironically, you know, as an aside, I was talking with a friend of mine who is, uh, you know, owns his truck, lease purchasing a truck, uh, which is, you know, quasi ownership, as I always uh, give him grief about. It's a driver facing camera. All right. Now, let me ask you, if you're making your truck payment, I was telling this, look, if I'm paying for this truck, it's a thousand bucks a week. All right. There is no way a company is going to mandate that I have a driver facing camera. I wouldn't work there. All right, if they had that mandate, which I don't even know if it's legal, I'm not an attorney. I don't think so because they can only request that you do things. Uh, they can only mandate things the way I understand it as a non-attorney is they can only mandate things that are required by law. For instance, they have hazmat loads, let's say. They can mandate that you have a hazmat endorsement because it's required by law but other things they can't make you do you can say no i'm independent i get to decide how the job is done they can just say well hazmat requires this so you have to have it that's one thing that law does not require driver facing camera so in my opinion they can't do it either way would i slap down a grand a week uh, and have a driver facing camera if i didn't want it no all right no way what do you think would you pay for a truck and then be forced to do things that you don't want to do? You know, you can almost put your own camera in or whatever. That I mean, part of buying a truck, I think, part of being a business owner is you make the decisions. You rise and fall in your own decisions. And that kind of stuff, that's employees that have to tolerate a camera. Okay? And you don't even have to tolerate a camera. You can always quit. But buying the truck and then oh you also have to have a camera no way some goober is going to gripe at me about my driving and my truck oh well mark you're on 73 uh yeah get bent that's what i say about that holy moly no way am i going to uh tolerate that so anyways back to where i was before i went off on a camera tangent there is a study out that vindicates me ta-da i was right surprise first time in my life there is no correlation between rising pay and hiring. Well, what do you know about that? That's what I've always said, that pay is not the, the first thing that drivers want. It isn't people's biggest gripe. Surveys show it. Now they did a huge study, and that is not what is getting drivers. Pay is not the thing that is getting people. 
they said the only thing really that's forcing people, not forcing, right, having people move around in the industry right now is sign-up bonuses. <laughs> Drivers leave to go get, I saw $20,000 yesterday, $20,000 sign-up bonus. People are leaving to get these huge sign-up bonuses. So if it pays over a year, I mean, that's a huge uh, a huge deal over your check. And then they leave again to get sign-up bonuses. Otherwise, higher pay, which companies are offering, I'll give you that. See, somebody sent me a, uh, an astute viewer sent me a thing from CRST at 80 cents after one year. Oh, never thought I'd see that day. I thought I'd see eight cents. Uh, 80 cents after a year, crazy. And uh, that is not attracting more people at companies, though. It isn't. That's not the problem. Pay isn't the problem. Solve the problem and you keep drivers. It's not pay. They're raising pay. That's not the problem. That's not the problem. And now this big study by FTR shows that it's not really having any effect at all on hiring. Rising pay is not doing anything. I feel quite vindicated. Thank you uh, for that. I have some automotive news going on, which I think is super interesting. Okay, the Cannonball Run. It wasn't just a movie with Lonnie Anderson and some other people, too. <laughs> what it was, Manhattan to L.A., all right. It, now, like they always say in the articles, doing this is highly, you have to drive in an illegal way. It's not illegal to drive it, but an electric car set a record. Tesla Model S long range. They just did this, two dudes, in 42 hours, 17 minutes across LA, uh, New York to LA. What do you think about that? They stopped 24 times. For a total of seven hours, <laughs> right? Seven hours. And this is proof. And by the way, they had the car to 155 miles an hour. This is proof that electric cars are not nearly as efficient as gas cars in long range driving because the actual record for the cannonball in a car, uh, you know, a gas powered car is 25 hours, 39 minutes instead of this 42 hours, 17 minutes. So even, even though they stopped seven hours, had they cut that seven hours out and driven straight across, they still wouldn't beat the gas car record. They'd still be 10 hours behind it. Why? Because they got to keep doing all this goofy, this stops take a lot of time too. And besides the seven hours of stop time, the record is a Ford Mustang, of course, Ford Power, which was a rental car. By the way, this Tesla was also rental. He rented it off a Turo with unlimited mileage. <laughs> he put 7,000 miles on the car in like three days. Crazy. That's why you never specify unlimited mileage on your Turo rental. For what it's worth, because I find this fascinating, there is a motorcycle record also if you'd like to get butt numb across the country. Manhattan to LA is 2,800 miles. 32 hours, 52 minutes on a motorcycle, an FJR 1300. All right, uh, that's not bad. And this driver, let's just say, uh, you know, for a family family show, he put a, um, you know, a tube system to drain fluids to the ground while driving. Now let's just uh, say it like that. And uh, I think we all get the point of that. And so he only stopped a few times to fill up. He had a seven-gallon auxiliary fuel tank on the motorcycle, which helped with the stop. So it was kind of modified. This Tesla was not modified uh, really in any way. And they commented that if you put it in kilometers, it'll give you a higher set speed on the cruise, which is kind of weird. 
General Motors is going to install 40,000 level two chargers around dealers. And you're like, well, that's great, Mark. I can charge my car. Here's the problem. Level two chargers are not that fast. Plus, they're around dealers. So, of course, when you're there, what are you going to do? You're going to go wait in the showroom. <laughs> Brilliant. Because level two is between 25 and 45 miles of driving per hour of charging. And I would say that's not really practical. GM's like, well, you know, this will help people road trip, but not really. Not really. I guess you could plug it in at night if you were staying in the area because it'll be a public charger. They're not free either. They would, even for GM cars, which they kind of should be to encourage people to come in, you'll have to pay like anything else. You can also include the charging in your lease or loan payment on your electric car. But I'm not impressed by this. I think it's just another way to get people to walk in the dealerships and uh, get them to buy something else. Level 2 is not the route. right? The charging, the, the long-distance part of the car isn't the problem it's really it's the filling it up they're going to need to get the times down to what it takes to fill a car up with gasoline all right a few minutes we can't sit at a charger for three or four hours and like that's some kind of practical thing to do it really isn't like what am i going to do park the car at the gm dealer and go get it back the next morning so what i have to take it take the cab with the medallion back home uh, every day for uh you know that's no way to do it that isn't any way to do it you're like well mark you know i'd really like to rent uh one of these cars first well hertz has you covered and if you're an uber driver hertz has you covered on that <laughs> did you see they're buying a bunch of tesla model threes like a hundred thousand of them and they're going to use fifty thousand in their rental fleet and fifty thousand will be exclusively for uber drivers you probably didn't know this i have talked about it you can drive for Uber even if you don't have a car, right? They will rent you a car through one of these programs. And now you'll be able to rent a Tesla through Hertz. It is $2.99 a week. It's going to start out like $3.39 a week, but it's going to go to $2.99 a week. I did read about that. So $300 a week, unlimited mileage, maintenance, plates, right? Insurance all included. And you're like, well, $1,200 a month. That's a lot. It is. It is. I mean, the car's sixty grand. So keep this in mind. On 60 months, it'd be a thousand a month at zero percent to buy the car. Okay, so think about that. Now they'll probably get a discount from Tesla for buying that many cars. That's what I assume. So all right, so it'd be eight or nine hundred dollars a month. You're not paying that much more after your plate and insurance and stuff like that to uh, than you would to buy the car with unlimited mileage. That's uh, that's actually not a terrible deal for that car because it's plated, insured, and maintained. So any problems, right, it goes back to them. And at any point, of course, you can get rid of it, unlike your loan. So you can, it's a week at a time, you just turn it back in and go, well, that's it, I'm done. So that's not a bad way to do it. And presumably in two days of work, you paid the car payment for the week. So that might be a better deal than leasing at some of these places that are doing a buck 40 a mile. Think about that. Think about it. And I don't know if that qualifies for black. I don't think so. Uber Black is a higher rate service where you get more per mile. So I think you need a Model S for that. I'm not sure. I'd have to look into that. But uh, that might be a way to get to get the car if you really want it. You actually don't have to draw, do any driving. They'll just take that payment off you so you could make the payment. Not a bad deal. I want to uh, show one reason here why we're not on Mars. Uh, that's right. There are many because there are many dumb people here. But um, here is one from right here in uh, my state of Indiana in Rising Sun. Rising Sun, that is a city here in Indiana. So this dude, which the sheriff said was probably just had nothing better to do, 
And we talk about the sheriff because he went over to the sheriff's office there. But I guess Rising Sun is such a small town that off hours and that the office isn't really open. You know, it's not a full time. The sheriff would be on call from his house or whatever in a small town like that. But this office isn't open. So he goes over there and he goes, you know what? I need to break into this building. So he does. And I don't know if you know anything about a sheriff's office, but even in a small town, they have a lot of cameras and uh, alarm systems. So he breaks into the sheriff's office and says, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take this battery charging thing that I guess they used to jumpstart cars and, uh, you know, a couple other or a camera, a couple other things, grabs them, wipes his uh, fingerprints off the counter. And we know this because it's all on video. Very clear, by the way. Very impressive. Then he gets out, but this battery thing, it's heavy. So he calls his dad. This guy's 28, by the way. And his dad picks him up. <laughs> it's awesome. And they leave. Well, when the sheriff gets the alarm thing and they're looking at this video, you know, this guy unfortunately left before the sheriff got there. Problem is, they know who he is. Because why? He's been arrested numerous times. So is Pops. Surprise. So they go over to the guy's house where they both are with the stolen merchandise. Pick them up and bring them back to the sheriff's office that they just were in. I thought that was somewhat ironic. And they get arrested and charged with larceny and basically being idiots. So problem is, once you have a long record, you know, I don't think you should get back out. You know, you had your chance to redo yourself. If you're not going to... Uh, you know, get on the straight and narrow, then just stay in prison. That's my opinion. That's how you get criminals off the street. I wouldn't give you uh, many chances. Okay, maybe one, maybe two at the most. Third, you go back and again the third time, you're done. I, that's how I would do it. You wouldn't get back out. Okay, you've had an opportunity and then you've had another opportunity. So uh, this guy, I personally think, should stay in jail the rest of his life. I'm sure he's probably walked out, you know, pretty quick after that, although without his... Uh, stolen battery charger and these other kind of things well that's where we are today uh as we wrap it up it's halloween weekend so uh get your costumes on and everything it's a sunday so many people should be home i hope that you enjoy it it's going to be rainy and uh, you know kind of blah here today and then going good so be safe out there uh check out trucking answers over on the youtubes Thanks for listening, Cheyenne, and everybody else around the globe that listens. Someday we'll be on Mars, but unfortunately, it's not today. We'll see you on the next podcast.